Welcome back to the Mind Knowing Boredom Podcast. This is me, Mom, and that 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 other very attractive man. It's me, Kenny. I'm back. Never mind. I take it back. That's not an attractive man. So, <laughs> uh, Priscilla's gone, so we're happy again. We're freed. Um, yeah, we're free to read textbooks if we so wish. Yeah. As we Basically, know, everybody liked that one. <laughs> me and Kenny are obviously the intellectuals right it's not like they're way smarter than i am or anything but we're obviously the intellectuals so we are doing an episode about advice yeah yeah so what advice we have for you people so much fun guys yep people because i think we are such good people to be listened to i think we're essentially just the best role models like i don't think there's anyone else just who comes close you know yeah maybe martin luther king jr but it's a stretch so today we're doing advice so okay we're just gonna do some we're gonna do some advice on school first because um we took i mean i didn't take that many ap classes uh like i kind of did but not that much basil and kenny took more than me but like i think like one more than me two more than something like that so it's not like drastically different um yeah so uh so we're going to talk about the courses that we have the hard ones especially how to study for them um how to do good on the tests and stuff how to uh yeah how to how to choose classes stuff like that and then also stuff like uh sats and and um and making your mindset classes like that all right sorry i don't know if it was just me but i thought honors classes in high school were the same as regular middle school classes and then regular high school classes were jokes (laughs) like that was just Uh, what i i also kind of thought that i didn't actually think there was any point to honors classes until i got into 10th grade and like did pre-calc and then I was like, oh, okay, so they're weighted. So like some of them are weighted. And I can mm, I still yeah. I still wholeheartedly believe that classes like like um honors, what is it? Uh like global studies or like honors world, those classes just mm. make no sense to take those. Either go AP or no. Like, yeah. That, I guess if you like the content. I don't know. Yeah. But I mean Yeah, there's kind but of like yeah, but like you could just take the harder course. Maybe you might struggle a little bit, but you're, you're getting the AP cor- uh, credits, right? You're getting that file. Yeah. I don't know. Like the one thing I learned from AP World is like you can completely BS and A as long as you prepare enough for it. Yeah. No, but you got to prepare enough for it. So like yeah. the thing is though, like as hard as a class is, you kind of can get an A for it. It's just the amount of work you put in. Yeah, like every test or every like LEQ or DBQ, they give the prompt and we'd always like make draft. Well, not really drafts. It's like we would plan out what we would say to each of the prompts. Mm-hmm. And that just like that preparation makes all the difference. Yeah. And also like, um, I know notes are boring, but you really got to know your stuff like Oh my god, yeah. You gotta know specific things. I mean, I've heard that A push is harder, um, but I'm sure it goes for A push also. I've also, I'm sure it goes for Gov. Like, just classes like that, if you're going to take an AP in a history class, um, the content's really important, so you got to, like, know that. And then, actually, I'd say more important is the testing. You have to, like, learn how to do good on, like, stuff like DBQs, LEQs. Me, Kenny, and Basil used to, like, after we get the prompt... We wouldn't work to, on it together, but for the next couple of days, like before the test, we just like talk about it obsessively. Yeah, plan out responses. Yeah, I think having that conversation was like really helpful. Yeah. So, if you guys can create a study group, I would definitely do that. Also, don't create a study group that's like too big or with people that like you're unfamiliar with because you're never going to talk on it. Yeah, you'll never get stuff done. <laughs> I mean, honestly, just like with a couple people who you like know well or want to know well because they have good personalities. And you know uh, they're serious. Yeah. They'll take this gotta, thing seriously. Gotta know that they're serious. 
Cause like there's, there's people that we know well and they won't take this seriously. Yeah. And then they're actually like talk. your, your grades getting impacted. So. Yeah. Yeah. But for classes like that, where you're given time to prepare, um, where like the testing is the biggest thing I definitely confer with other people. And oh, notes are so like the beginning of AP world. I took notes for like the first two units and then for three, four units, three, four, maybe some of five, I didn't take notes. And then for units six and seven, I did. So when I was going to review for the AP test, I was like, well, it, units one and two, I could just review in like five seconds or like pretty quickly. And then three, four, five was like, I don't remember anything. And now I have to go look back in the textbook and all that. And I, I like hated myself so much. Yeah. For the AP test specifically, there's this guy named Steve Heim Heimler, right? Was it? Yeah, Heimler, I think. Yeah, watch his videos. They're really helpful. Or just generally any videos. Um, I learned like, so with the notes, right? There's a lot of really specific detail that you really just don't need to know. Like if you know it, it's a plus, but you don't need to know it. You need to know certain terms that'll help you. And you also need to know progressions and patterns, right? So like just from the beginning, like straight off the get-go, like if you get a, a in your chapter, you wanna know the main like arc, like treat it like a story almost. Like you wanna know the main arc and then you wanna think of what they might ask for questions and then learn those uh, vocabulary points. Yeah. Yeah. And Honestly, Heimler gives you those key concepts very well. Yep. Heimler does a good job. And he's not that boring. He's pretty funny. Yeah. It's like like crash course videos help me in like other AP classes. Like it's just kind of having like that uh, if you're not not saying that teachers don't teach, but it I mean <laughs> but if uh, but if your teacher isn't doing the best job, then you have something to back up on. Nice way of saying if your teacher is incompetent. I didn't say any of that. Hey, <laughs> I only severely hinted at it, all right? <laughs> they find this. I didn't say anything, all right? Cough. Uh, hmm, yeah. Yo, I'm in real life. I don't have to say cough. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Uh, next class ap psych so we're, we're just gonna do so first we're gonna uh oh kenny stop talking wait we're gonna uh do courses that we all all done together uh, yeah because we can each do like end of it like kenny could do ap chem i could do ap bio like but that'd be afterwards so we'll Good. start off with wait is Basil making ap physics I don't think, I think he is. Actually, <laughs> then we'd have all three. He's more scared of BC than physics. Yeah, I, I think he's in AP physics. You, you mean currently? I thought he. Yeah. Wait, you think he took it last year? No, I, no, no, I think he's taking it next year. Oh, really? I think so. I mean, AP huh. physics is like huh. suicide, but I mean, I guess. Well,. Hmm. I guess that makes sense. Why would he take AP Chem and AP Physics? That's death. And Calc BC. Yeah, dude. Oh, my God. Calc is apparently not that bad. Like, it's just like a little, it's just faster paced AB. Which mm. is a pretty hard, like, AB is like, it's understated how hard some it can be depending on your teacher. Anyway, we're going to, we'll start with, because we can also do pre-calc. So let's start with um, Physics, I think. Uh, I haven't taken physics, not physics. <laughs> AP psych. AP psych, okay. AP psych, as long as you like, I'm always taking notes on all of the lectures, and um, if you pay attention and take at least surface, more than surface level notes, yeah, like yeah. little more than that, you're fine. Like, I would, so there's something I do where, like, you know, like, um, I almost, I call them like symmetrical notes where like the notes that I take have the same points for each one. So like, if, if you have like a list of different uh, disorders or illnesses, if it's like saying like treatment would, I don't know if treat, you generally don't have treatment, but like the changes in behavior, stuff like that. So you get each one because questions 
they'll be like um, which best fits a given scenario, right? And if you know like how each one would be in that scenario, then you're kind of set. But yeah, definitely take notes of like everything. Yeah. And then since visit, uh, oh my God, <laughs> since psych is a lot of just memorization, honestly, I, I use Quizlet. It's helped a lot. Like, I don't know why I didn't think of it earlier. And then I started doing Quizlet and, and my grades just skyrocketed. So. Yeah. I th- yeah. It's very useful to have examples in your notes because mm-hmm. all the test questions are examples every single time. Yeah. So if you can find them in your notes and be like, oh, well, it was in here in my notes, and so it must be this, it's like, it makes your time a lot better. Yeah. Especially because, um, like, at least our, you? Like, you have Kushner, right? Yeah. Bro, we're in the same okay, class. Yeah, our... <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Dang, okay, Kenny. Yeah, yeah his, his... It's fine. <laughs> his um, tests are always... Like, there's always a time element to them. Yeah. They're not like... So, if you can think of that example immediately, then it's, like, you can do it very quickly and it's good. Yeah. They're definitely not, like, that taxing with time, but, I mean, they are kind of restrictive. Like, it's, what is it, like, 10 questions, 15 minutes? Yeah, it's like a time crunch enough where if you don't know your stuff very well, you're going to feel the pressure. But if you know it really well, you're not going to feel it at all. Keep in mind, this is quarantine. So they might when like when you go back, because we're, we're, we're not like given access to and he said specifically, like, you you can use your notes, but only because I literally can't tell if you're not using if you're like using your notes. So like, I think they might have made the time thing a little harder. Yeah. But I don't know. Generally, it's oh, like yeah, one of the easier true. AP classes. I, at least for me, it's the easiest AP class mm, I've ever yeah. taken. Or even weighted. Yeah, class, it's pretty okay. easy. But then again, I also really like the subject matter. It's just a lot can, of memorizing. Yeah. I mean, you can tell that from our podcast. Like, we, we all really like the subject matter because we talk yeah. about it. Like, and actually, Very. same thing kind of like with the AP world thing. Me, me, Kenny, and Basil often like will we'll, we'll relate things back to AP psych. Yeah. That we just like see on the fly. And I think that helps sometimes. I was watching The Good Doctor yesterday. Mm-hmm. And um, th- you know how they always have like exposition? They'll say like some fancy medical stuff. And then usually they'll be like, Oh, so he, then he just, they'll explain in layman terms, like, oh, he has poop in his lungs. <laughs> nice. yep, sure. um, so, <laughs> so um, they were doing brain surgery and <laughs> no wait, the poop in his lungs was an actual thing. <laughs> they had a baby that was like dying and <laughs> they did CPR and they oh. were like, I don't know why it isn't breathing. And they figured out he had poop in his lungs. <laughs> this is way more depressing than I thought it would be. All right. <laughs> the baby was fine anyways they were doing brain surgery on someone and they were like oh if we go any farther we'll um hit the broca's area mm-hmm. and I, I was like oh my god wait we learned that in ap psych and i was like oh he won't be able to speak and then they did their little exposition of like if we go farther he won't be able to speak and i was like ha huh. i didn't do that this time you know what's crazy because now i'm I have- not an idiot <laughs> you know it's crazy because now like i have both anatomy and biology um I like I understand that medical jargon half the time. And it's it's so yeah. depressing, dude. Like I'm happy that I know it, but it's like I always thought like as a kid those doctors were gods and then I'm understanding that they're literally just using easy terms. Except for in house, bro. In house they just make up things. Honestly, yeah. I swear, half of it does not make sense. <laughs> but Well, that's how house works. Yeah. I mean house is the acting though, they got like some really good actors. Anyway, yeah. Uh, so, what other class have we all taken? Precalc, precalc, baby. Who do you have for precalc? Reyes. She's similar to Ranky, I think. Mm. So they're yeah. So the class, I mean, I won't I won't speak for anyone else, but for me especially, it was like a jump. Like it was a little harder than algebra two, honors algebra two. Yeah, but, I would say that. Yeah. It's a so lot like, more algebra. Definitely. 
Like, I think that helped me a lot with the SAT, too. Oh, yeah. You know what sucks for me? Because in Calc, we literally do so little of that that, like, I had to relearn all this. Like, not relearn, but get fast at it again. Oh. Yeah. I forgot, like, how to do... I mean, like, I can do a majority of the quadratics in my head, but, like, you know, like, you use that X thing? I forgot how to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, anyway, so um, that class, it's... So it's like, I don't know how to say this nicely. It's one of the last classes in which the teachers actually teach, especially in math. Wait, no, no, no. In math, it's one of the last classes in which teachers, like, I don't know how to, I'm, I'm like, the pre-calc, te- the, the calc teachers aren't bad. Like, they try. They're very nice people. But it's just, I think it's really hard to teach the subject or something, because, like, they won't walk you through the concepts yeah they'll explain it once and then uh and then they want you like actually i don't even the first semester they didn't even explain it once but like it's okay we had desmos or or, yeah we did desmos activities so the thing with um pre-calc is like if you go to the teachers i don't know about quarantine but before quarantine like if you didn't understand something the teachers would like help you through it like oh yeah that's still true yeah you can stay after and ask questions and they're more than happy to stay until you understand it yeah so that's what that's what pre-calc is pre-calc is like kind of hard but you just gotta put in that effort it's very fast paced a lot faster than the Uh, honor geometry honors algebra do it gets worse yeah you get you like learn especially with quarantine because we're doing like two units a day oh right no actually actually never mind Ours was probably less because we had, um, what, like, well, we do a unit a day, but then again, we had five days a week. So, like, yeah, we have usually, yeah, we have like a test every three weeks. So, we really have only like four days to cover everything on the test and then know it well and then like take the test. So, you really just have to learn concepts within one day. Yeah. Um, something I learned is like, you know, my like dad used to say this a lot, but the only way that you actually learn is just by doing problem after problem. Right. Yeah. And like, that's just really true, man. You just got to keep doing problems. Like, especially with them, like when you start learning like derivatives and stuff and integrals and like the concept, like the, just the core concept makes absolutely no sense to you. It's like being thrown in the deep end, right? Like, so then you just you just have to keep doing problems until it makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, but pre-calc was kind of hard. We were, for me. Um, doing, we were doing binomial probability um, mm-hmm. recently. I, I don't understand why I need to do the like three choose two and all that stuff. I was just like, whatever. And I, I'm confused. Is that is that where is that like the pyramid thing? Yeah. Pascal's triangle. Yeah. Okay, that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's only, I mean, that doesn't come up again, but it's like, if you need to do it, um, if you like need to know how it would be instead of like multiplying it all out, you know? Yeah. And we doing like summing sentences and all that stuff. So there's times when N is just the term and then there's other times when you need N minus one. And so I couldn't remember which ones needed N and which ones needed N minus one. So I just had to do so many problems until I was like, okay, fine. This one definitely needs N. This one definitely needs N minus one. But in the beginning, I was like, oh my God, I don't know which needs which. God, dude, that killed me. That was like so hard at the yeah. first time learning. Pascal's triangle wasn't that bad because it was just, it's just like a cool, neat trick. Honestly, like it doesn't yeah. apply to anything else, but like stuff that like really applies and the thing is with AP Calc, a lot of the times is like you learn a concept and then it's integrated into the next one, next chapter. So like you just need to know it. Yeah. Well, so I would, uh, same with pre-calc, but I would, honestly, I, I think you just have to put that effort in. That's one of those classes that like, there's no way to get around doing the hard work. So. Yeah. You're not going to be able to BS through honors pre-calc. Yeah. I mean, you honestly, you probably could with a B, but like, again, I don't think. Well, yeah, if you want an A, there's no way you're being BSing your way through it. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, I I like I had a hard time in that class, dude. Algebra two itself was like really hard for me, so it's <laughs> just yeah. I think semester one was actually really chill because it was just most of the stuff I knew from algebra two and just building a little bit. But then like now they throw limits and the beginning of derivatives, like finding God, the first the rate of change and mm -hmm. summing all this stuff. It's just weird. Continuous rate of change sucks. I, I remember like trying to learn that and I was like, what is going on? <laughs> and, uh, and like, uh, yeah. You remember when, like, like when you do that, the um, right hand, left hand triangles to do like the basics of derivatives. What? Um, what is it? Summation notation and like. Uh, summation notation. Yeah. Yeah. So like when you do that for the first time, that also made no sense to me. Like, some of the problems were just like pain, but. Yeah. And then you figure out, oh, calc A, B, B, C. Hey, here's derivatives, here are integrals. You can do it in five seconds now. Yep, you do not have to do any of that. <laughs> that's, that's always fun. So yeah. yeah, I think with that class, you just don't be scared to ask for help and put in lots of effort. Because what happens is later on, you can't ask for that help. Yeah. I mean, you can ask for it, but it's gonna be a lot harder. Uh, Especially like with just and brush up on your you. Yeah, I would use Khan Academy is surprisingly good. Um, yeah, I, I just use Khan Academy and then I just found random practice problems from online. But yeah, that is so weird. Um, all right, what other classes have we all taken? I don't think we've all taken any other weighted classes. Uh, okay, wait. I can't even remember what APs I'm taking right now. Okay, AP Psych, AP Chem, AP Lang. Uh, yeah, so I, I guess we could talk about other classes, but I think for we could do that in a later episode. Yeah. We have other stuff to talk about, baby. Yes. Right. Do we want to touch on SAT or? We could do that quickly. I think we spend a lot of time talking about it, so we kind of. Yeah, we might just touch on it briefly. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, so with SAT, I know me and Kenny both took a summer course, but that's not a given. You don't have to take that summer course. It just gives you a good basis and lots of practice. Yeah, definitely. They teach you a lot of the concepts. Basically, I would say from the beginning, the, the most important thing is learn how the test takers made, the, learn how the test makers intend the answer to be, the question to be answered. Holy crap, I'm so bad at English. Yeah. Just, just learn how like, the the questions were made and what the answer is looking for uh the sat yeah. is filled with tricks it's it's honestly weird sometimes but for reading and writing i somehow like for reading you basically have to take it very literal and you have to literally look at like every question will have an answer that is in the passage somewhere. So I always like to read the question, then look at the passage for the answer and then look at the answer choices. Mm -hmm. But that is also very slow. Yeah. So you do have to be fast. And then um, grammar I felt like was only hard because our, well, none of my English teachers really did much grammar they were more focused on writing yeah grammar was grammar was only really hard i'll be real it's it's only hard because there's so much content like there's yeah. very specific rules that don't make some of them don't make logical sense and yeah like, you also have to learn the learn the use of like semicolons commas yeah and stuff like that so i mean that that it's pretty straightforward the problem is getting a hundred percent on that section is pretty hard yeah and then math is just Math is pretty um, easy. I mean, there's certain problems you really have to learn. There's like, I mean, not yeah. learn, just touch up on again, I guess. Like um, interest rates, um, calculating percentages in relation to other percentages. Uh, like they always have like that last question that's kind of like that. Um, there's a lot of, there's like sections, um, sectors and circles. Yeah. 
So I would go through a couple practice tests, find out the ones that you can't do as well, um, and then just study those like mad because the rest is basic algebra, understanding yeah. graphs. Oh, also it has really weird survey things. Sorry about that. I don't mean to cut you off, but there's really weird survey things that you have to like realize the best answer. Sometimes that's hard. Yeah. I, like for me, algebra was definitely like one of my weaker things. Like if I got faced with any semi-difficult algebra problem, I would get stuck. So I think mm -hmm. I'd like pre-calc helped me a lot with that, but like I also did my own stuff like there, you know, those ones where I was always like, we were given equation like G equals M1, M2 over D squared. Yeah. And you have to solve for D squared. And I was like, I would never do that. Right. I don't know why I was just so bad at it. I, I honestly don't know why it took me so long to grasp that concept. Yeah. Who knows? yeah Especially I, I if know there was like, if it was like, um, if there was a variable on the t numerator and the denominator, I would get screwed so bad every single time yeah honestly i i mean like you do that literally constantly in calc so i think that pre-calc and calc helped me a lot with that yeah um Khan oh sat Khan academy has its sat program um it holds you accountable it has lots and lots of lessons and it has practice tests so um so yeah, so I was also going to say in reading, um, there's a lot of tricks sometimes. So I would like, honestly, the biggest part is just if there's anything wrong with it, it's not the right answer. Even if it like seems perfect, if there's one thing wrong with it, it's not the right answer. I know that's, that makes like, that just makes logical sense. But sometimes the question will be asking like, like, I don't know, it relates to a certain term. That answer has the certain term and it's quote, is like it also has that certain term it's just wrong because of one like word or yeah. if it's like a two extreme word so yeah i would um i wish basil was here he could talk about act but i would um yeah i would just learn how they how they formulate the tests that usually helps yeah. okay all right so hobbies um Generally keeping hobbies for me was just, so I, I reprioritized over 11th grade because I, it's a little bad. Honestly, I'll be real with you. You should not be doing this, but I saw, I saw the impending college apps and I was like, which one of my hobbies is the most interesting to me and also goal oriented. I mean, I don't know which one do I, am I the most passionate about? I'll throw myself entirely in that. So I did that with music production. And as a result, I forgot about like art. And that's, that's, that's been kind of, it's, it's sad, but like, I don't know. My, you have to like find some balance for me. The only, like I just did that so that, cause I'm notoriously, I'm notoriously bad at doing multiple things at the same time. Um, so like, if I just dedicate myself to one that usually helps, but I don't know. There's a lot of stuff you need to do for college apps. Um, we could we could talk about that instead of hobbies, like extracurriculars for college apps. Yeah. Okay. You want to talk about um, violin stuff like that? Yeah. Sure. Um. So I am the very. I would say a pretty good violinist, and <laughs> that's. <laughs> not something that I'd ever drop like like uh, I, I get very busy in 11th grade so it's hard to find time for it and so like I found like I don't have time for because I also swim and I play basketball and I do all these other things but I found like in 11th grade I don't really have time for those other things so I can't like have good grades do violin, do basketball, do swim. So I kind of like have to pick. Mm -hmm. So like of the three, I like violin the most. And I guess part of that is because I'm probably the best at that. So it's like you kind of in 11th grade, you got to find out 
you don't have time to do all of these things. You got to focus, start narrowing down things to really focus on and like really be good at. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of, there's a lot of that stuff. Honestly, the, the, there's like an added pressure that comes with 11th grade that just kind of makes you choose not in just that. You also have to like prioritize like work ethic, right? Like even if you hadn't had the best work ethic before, you really have to learn how to just like drop everything for like six hours and study you know what i'm saying like yeah and it's like you want to have a lot oops. it's like you want to have a lot of extracurriculars because that looks good on college apps and such mm -hmm. but you kind of have to know it also looks good if like colleges see you like oh i want to do this i have a set course i like this i want to do this mm -hmm. it also helps if like and i i realized that it can be unrelated but if you have like one passion that you've really pushed, like for example, right, Kenny went to Allstate and he went to NASC, NASC, I don't know how to say it. NASCME. Anyway, so he just said that he's been- For music education. Nice. All right. Well, he could say that he's done, he started with violin and I'm not, he started with cello. I don't even know, man. Anyway, he could say he's I, been doing instruments for a, for a long time. He could say yeah. he got into these like, prestigious classes you can say the process into getting to them but that's essentially showing a passion and showing the end result for me that would be music right I started with instruments and I started with singing made it into music production and hopefully I'm hoping I'll have music out at some point that I can talk about right yeah I think the most important thing is just show ambition and yeah. show you really want to chase something and, and like really like that yeah and also, like, they don't have to be related to the field you want to go into. Kenny wants to do chemistry. I mean, pharmaceuticals, I think. Violin yeah. isn't, I mean, unless you're doing it on drugs. But <laughs> <laughs> I'll develop a drug to make me a god violinist. Yeah, for sure. It's called cocaine. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I have music production as my main thing, but I'm going for neuroscience or, like, I don't know. I think neurology. I don't know. I, anyway um so so yeah and then there's things like volunteering um i wouldn't just do volunteering for nonprofits just for the volunteer hours i would also do a couple other things but then again don't make don't make the basis of your there's this there's like something i learned right but colleges actually dislike if you write your entire essay about how you like went to haiti and it opened up your mind to like <laughs> They don't like, like, cause it's just so common, right? Mm. So yeah, so what you you want you want to do a couple things like that. You just don't want to make it the basis of your college apps. Um, yeah. But it doesn't hurt to have things like that. Things like clubs, things like um, other extracurricular activities, passions that you haven't maybe yeah. worked on as much. But yeah, so it just it, it helps honestly. Yeah, you can have a lot of different things. Like you can have all those clubs, you can have all that volunteering. You can like those are good, but you want to also have something that like mm -hmm. like I can do this too and I can stand out. Yeah. You want to have something that makes you uh, I don't know, special. I don't know if that was the best way to put it, but Yeah, cuz like you know a lot of people are going to lump in like, "Oh, I'm in this, I'm in this, I did this." Like every almost everybody can just write in, "Oh, I did all these extracurriculars, but the difference is like, do you stand out in one of them? Do you show ambition? Did you chase something mm -hmm. to really like better? Yeah, man. So yeah, that's that's the biggest thing for college apps from what we've seen. There's a lot of other things like obviously GPA matters, stuff like that. Also, yeah. I was gonna say, there's like, there's like, I don't know if we agree on this. I don't know. I think there's like a limit. Like you shouldn't take like, say like, Okay, say 10th grade, you take two APs, right? And, or one AP, and you like get a C in it, right? But like, it was like a, it was like a decently hard AP. Um, no, what, what's a good example? AP World, AP yeah, World. world. Right? It's like an introduction AP class, right? Next year in 11th grade, I wouldn't suggest taking five APs simply for the, uh, for the you know, for the GPA factor. Because if you've gotten yeah. a C, well, that was your only strength. I mean, your only stress, stressor class, then there might be problems when you have five hard classes 
you know? So like you want to get a high GPA, but you also don't want to risk getting a low GPA because, <laughs> you know, there's like a, there's like a balance. You got to really know just randomly. You're, that's not going to work. <laughs> All right, dude, my Wi-Fi is going crazy. So let's like, let's like do like two more and wrap up a little bit. Yeah. All right. So we've already talked about friends on this a lot. We've talked about toxic friends, our experiences with friends. Mm. We've had friends on the show, on the podcast, but um, we've actually given a lot of advice for friends, but yeah, it's okay. You guys can, there, there's, there's never too much advice. Um, so we have two big types right now, keeping keeping like already established long-term friendships and uh, meeting new people, right? Because you'll do a lot of that in high school. Yeah. You probably should. So um, I'll just start with meeting new people and then I'll, I'll hand off to Kenny for having long-term friendships. I obviously have long-term friendships, but there's like a couple certain cases that we want to talk about. So um, uh, meeting new people. Again, with COVID, it's a little hard. It's just a bad bit. I don't know. It's just a little bit hard. Um, but, okay, wait. I can't tell if I'm lagging or not. I can't, can't, am I lagging? Uh, no, not. Okay, good. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, um, meeting new people, I, I would say, like, there was this one thing I said, like, at the beginning of, like, one of our podcasts a while back. Um, like, don't, pe- don't treat people like they're God, right? Like if you've heard someone, um, you've heard like really good things about someone and then the first time you meet them, you're like in awe of them or you're like, you're not able to be yourself because you're like, I don't know, what is it? Like you treat them like a celebrity, right? Don't do that. Please don't do that. Don't do that, you know? So, so when you're meeting people, I would say be really inclusive. That always helps apparently. Uh, well, I don't know why I said apparently like that. I do that all the time. Be very inclusive, like bring them into the conversation. Um, if you, if it's one of the dynamics where you guys have already had a conversation and there's a new person coming into the conversation, if it's your joining a conversation, be like either really set in stone about your personality, like be, I would say a little different, you know, like kind of be yourself, like be a, be confident in who you are so that you you as a person stand out, right? Yeah. And then, um, yeah, I, I was going to say don't like. I mean, be like a good, polite version of yourself, but also don't be so like, don't be so concerned with coming off well that you change your personality. Yeah. I was also going to say, don't like make sure you blend in, you know, like, especially if you're trying to become friends with that group or like make an impression on them. I would say like, you know, be, be enough of yourself that you have a distinct personality and you're memorable. Yeah. So like, if you're really funny, I would, or if you, if other people have told you you're really funny, be funny, but make jokes about things that are more universally accepted. Don't just start off with like really extreme jokes because uh, <laughs> it might not end so well um yeah so also generally be empathetic to people because that works a lot um yeah i guess depending on the dynamic that you're going for but yeah empathy works inclusiveness um what else did i say independence yeah all right Dude, I don't know what to say about keeping long-term friendships. Isn't it kind of... Honestly, it's kind of implied, but then, like, anytime that there's hardships, if you, like... Because we've both gotten better at that, right? Like, in the last two years, we haven't had any drama. But, like, young Kenny and young Mulhari used to get into drama all the time. Um, Yeah, that's true. So, I'm not saying, like, how not to be in drama... It's more like, I don't know. I think the most important part is like, 
I guess talking to that person if there's something bad going on, right? Like just consistently talking, just being there, I guess, works. Yeah, because like me and Marie, it's like we've been friends in seventh grade and like she's gone, she's a little flaky sometimes. She like, <laughs> like there, she would hang out quite a bit in eighth grade and then ninth grade and 10th grade, she basically disappeared. And then, so like going from hanging out a lot and talking a lot to like ninth to 10th grade, she disappeared a little was like kind of weird, mm-hmm. but like it was understandable and you just got to kind of go with it. Yeah. Like people are how they are. They deal with things and it does no good to just be like, bruh, talk to me more. Like they, that's not gonna do anything. Yeah, talk enough to keep a rapport, but don't pressure people into talking. Like, understand that people have their things going. You know, like people are doing things. Your friendship isn't the only thing that matters. Yeah, and like if something actually happens, they trust they'll talk to you. Yeah. Like, that's just one thing that's always held true. People can distance and a little bit and whatever and do their thing. But some, the minute something happens, Marie's always like, oh, my God, I need to rant. Blah, 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 blah. This happened, this happened, this happened. And I'm like, ah, okay. Yeah, I think a telltale sign is generally the um, a telltale sign of like, not, not like a dying friendship, but a friendship that isn't as close anymore. Because some, some, some I'll be real, some friendships, you do need to talk constantly with them. Um, there's people like that. Yeah. But it's not the best to have long-term friendships with them, you know? Like, I think, especially for me, it's always been that, like, if I, if I'm, like, good friends with someone, if I drop off the face of the earth for three weeks, and I start talking to them again, like, the rapport has to stay the same, because that's, yeah, like, me and Kenny for a long period in, like, ninth grade would, like, never text, yeah, except for in, like, group chats, but, like, if we ever did text, it would be the exact same, and that's, that's, like, the hallmark of a, of a good friend, you know? Yeah. I mean, it depends. Again, it depends from person to person. That's for me. Yeah, because I know, like, me and Marie, we definitely, like, talk a lot more. And then there's, like, me and some other people, we talk a lot. And then there's me and Malhar, we, like, almost never text. Yeah. So, like, like there's there's a yeah. lot of different. Yeah, it, it honestly depends on the dynamic. Depends on the dynamic. Oh, oh like, there's feedback. It's okay. I didn't. No, it's okay. We're, there's not that much. I don't think. Okay, well, it's just like, yeah, just trust that no matter what, they're still going to stay there. They're not just going to leave randomly unless something big really, really happens. Mm-hmm. Unless, like, and I don't know. I, I Maybe the drama thing was just us. Like, I think it, it probably was, like, really well, like, very common, but... I think like after a while, you either get like really tired of it or there's people that keep looking for it and it just doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Like any drama I've heard in 11th grade hasn't been juicy in any sense of the word. It's just boring now. Yeah. I think by now we're just like, uh, you know what? Like, I think, I think that's just like a sign of maturing. Maybe it's not, but (laughs) who knows? Yeah. I mean, Maybe that's because, you know, there's that saying, well, maybe it's not a saying, but like I've always seen like, oh, really mature or whatever. People get bored by small talk and whatever, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I feel like like as we age and we're getting like more mature and stuff, we're just getting more and more bored by that small stuff. Yeah. So it, I suppose it makes sense. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think I think it just stops having that value on you. Like, oh, yeah. damn, she did that. Bro, like four, five people have done that already. Like, it's like, eh, who cares? It is what it is. Just it's her life. Let her be. It's his life. Let him be. Yeah. How does this affect me? How is it even funny? Yeah. So I don't know. I I think like yeah. I think honestly, you're sad. With long term friendships, I would. This is kind of relating to the next topic, or like maybe the next topic, but. If you're in a long-term friendship that's like unhealthy or like it's toxic or you dislike it, then you're probably gonna have like it's it's, it's a little hard in that case. Yeah, you 
Or like, let's say, let's say, like, take me and Kenny's example. Me and Kenny don't text much, but then every time we do talk, it's the exact same as it generally always is. Because that's just, I guess that's the way we created our dynamic. In a toxic version of that, it would be Kenny and me never text. Say, I get really annoyed that we never text. I text him constantly, getting him to text me. And then when we talk in real life, it's not at all like what it used to be. Every time it just progressively gets worse. Why does this remind you of you and Marie in eighth grade? (laughs) You're just like, one of you would text the other and then be like, talk to me, talk to me, talk to me. And then the other would just be like completely inactive. And then you get into lots of arguments and I'd just be like, oh my God, not again. That was so immature. I don't know. That was so bad. I didn't like that. That was, that was stupid. Yeah. Well, either way, yeah. So, I don't know. I would say with that, realize that it's it's worth it not to like do things that actively make you unhappy. Like it's not selfish to prioritize your own happiness. So if there's like something like if you're like like talking to this person every day, but simply because at one point you were really really close. I don't know if that's even healthy. I. I don't know. Mm, uh, yeah, I would, be- I would never suggest dropping a friend, but if it's like actively impacting your health, I would I would like maybe vein off of it a little bit. Yeah, slowly start distancing and putting less emphasis on that person, and then eventually yeah. you'll find someone else that could probably fill in the slot. Yeah, or like you just learn to appreciate yourself more. <laughs> or that. Yeah. Or that, yeah. But yeah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't do anything just for the sake of, oh, at one point, this was pleasing to me, you know? Yeah, it's like, at, w- at one point, this worked, but now it's like, are you really going to hang on to it for that long? Like, it's obviously not working anymore. Mm-hmm. It's doing no good. Why would you ever keep it? Yeah. And I really want to make clear, I'm not saying, like, just drop someone out of the blue, because that's annoying and both me and Kenny have done that in the past and we at least I'm sorry about it um people well no we I mean it's only one case for both of us but like just (laughs) it's the same person (laughs) (laughs) at least it was justified at least it was yeah yeah it was probably justified at the time yeah Oh, also, that's pretty interesting. When you come back, like, if you've had beef with someone or, like, you, someone actively dislikes you, something like that, um, I don't, don't make it a big deal. In, like, a year, it literally will not matter. Like, yeah. I don't know. I, uh, yeah, I think I've done that in the past. I've been, like, actively trying to ignore someone because at one point they didn't like me or something like that. Like, it just does not matter. <laughs> like, you're going to be like, wait, what happened again? So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of it. I don't know if Kenny has anything to add. Yeah, no, not really. All right, cool. Be sensible people and you'll have long-term friendships. For sure. Just, well, it is what it is. And yeah, don't honestly. overthink things. Don't make a big deal. Things matter a lot less than you think they do. <laughs> what was it what was that effect where like you think everyone pays attention spotlight spotlight yeah damn oh, see how good we are relating thing. things back to sorry go on. yeah long-term friendships there will be arguments sometimes or there will be like times when you're on opposite ends of some argument thing mm-hmm. But like ultimately, if you're gonna have a long-term friendship, like you gotta be able to debate those things out and reconcile and whatever. Mm-hmm. That also, doesn't happen if someone's always right and they're unyielding. Mm-hmm. That's not good. It's not a good sign. Also, the same thing with like relationships. I think if in relationships you can you can be more honest. Um, I think you should be more honest, probably. But it doesn't hurt to 
to, to be the same with friendships. If, if something's got you down, bro, if some if you guys are disagreeing about something but not talking about it and going on for long periods of time, there's no way in hell that's healthy. So Yeah. There's something always, you want to talk about, you just got to talk about it. You got to do it. I mean, like, the worst, again, the worst thing that could happen is they get really offended from it. But, I mean, like, it's either that or they get really offended about it and actively get mad at you for it or like repressing it like three months down the line like i would just i don't know just be honest about it it makes at least if anything it makes you feel better <laughs> yeah like i know i've argued with marie before at least in eighth grade there was a time like i know one specific instance that i won't tell right now because that's kind of long where like she was hecka mad at me and then I was like, what the heck? So then I got a little mad and then we talked it out and I was like, oh, what the frick? This is just all the one stupid rumor, miscommunication thingy, whatever. So like, you gotta be able to work those things out. Yeah. Why did you say heckin' frick? <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway. Basil would request that this be um, child friendly, like the little girl he is. So <laughs> I said heckin' frick. Yeah, for sure. I don't condone Basil bullying only because um, uh, I don't I don't remember. Cool. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he because he's because he, he believes in Satan. So I think Satan oh, yeah. might get mad at me. Mm. And then when I go to hell, it won't be the most pleasurable thing ever. So then what's the point of even going to hell? To see Lil Nas X. <laughs> oh for sure that, that makes sense all right well all right. thank you men and women watching the podcast listening to the podcast thank you for listening to episode 21 and our little ramblings about advice huh what's now plus 10 Fine now one okay bye-bye okay bye oh, great <laughs>